0: secret friends unite
1: welcome to the secret friends unite podcast this is your guide to the geek side and i'm your host todd oxtra joined by charlie carden what's going on y'all sunday fun day good stuff Absolutely. and Charlie, we are blessed with a guest this week from the Secret Friends Unite family. so please introduce our wonderful uh, guest host. Did
0: you say family like f nine? It's all about mm. family. Oh, no gang uh bringing in Aaron Davies, one of uh one half of Raren, uh rich and Aaron that does uh, code forty seven with me every week. Aaron, hello.
2: Hey guys, it's nice to be here.
0: <laughs> it's nice to be in your wonderful city. Look at the piece of paper, Cleveland, Ohio.
1: <laughs> Cleveland rocks.
2: You guys, made... rock. Somebody sent me to Cleveland. Yes. Oh
1: yeah. Sorry. There it's, you go. it's your penance. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you no. It, it's the cheapest rates we could find for rooms for guests.
0: Right. Exactly. There okay. you go. With
1: with
0: with spotty Wi-Fi. Oh my goodness. But uh, but yeah. No. Erin is uh, Aaron is bringing kind of her unique perspective to this episode because she is not. Someone who's steeped in the the lore of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe because we're going to be talking about Black Widow. So she has some very unique perspectives to offer. So I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it.
2: I'm a baby, so.
1: It's perfect, though. You know, it's, it's not everybody's into everything. We always struggle with that. You know, it's like it, it, there's so much stuff. You can't love everything too deeply because you'd miss out on another thing. So, so I like had, it.
2: I had only seen four of these films ever. And then oh, I, really? I watched this and then I was like, well, I should probably get some backstory. So I've been watching mm-hmm. all of these other ones since. So. I'm in, like, Marvel overload right now, but it's good.
1: It's a good thing. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's... And I don't know, and you'll have to give us perspective. It's one of those things. Could could someone who had never seen one before just jump in? So we'll talk more about that, actually, in the Perfect. back end of the podcast. So it'll be cool to have that uh, perspective. So uh, with that, uh, though... When you're listening to any Secret Friends Unite podcast, Code 47, Secret Friends Prime, Code 47, Holocron uh, Run Chronicles, um, we'd love it if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Once uh, Code 47 gets up on YouTube, it'll be great to have you guys there. Uh, and then also give us a five-star review on iTunes. That's how people get to know more about a podcast. And, you know, we get those uh, reviews. We'll read them on the show. Um, another way you can interact with Secret Friends Unite is our Discord community, which is a place just basically to hang out and talk about stuff uh, in the future, potentially. We're going to do gaming with it where you can actually chat online with your voice and just uh, talk, you know, trash and have fun. Uh, hopefully I will have a Mario Kart or sorry, a Mario Golf Tournament in the future because that would be a lot of fun.
0: Ooh, golf. I love it.
2: Like,
1: it's 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 the it's the royal game, Charlie. I like, I like, yes, it's the like game of the, the kings. Golf,
2: like when you actually go outside and play golf, but I don't know if I'd be that into video game golf
1: just you know it's funny my mom was just visiting and she is a golfer she's golfs on a league um she we actually got her to play the mario golf and she liked it a lot um okay. it was it was a hoot um but i unfortunately with a shoulder injury i can no longer really golf anymore so it's the best thing i got so um okay. but yeah just join us though if we have a future tournament everyone is invited um but you know what also is this cool comic book covers I that like, match I the like issue them. number yes yeah, so um when you think of thor what do you guys always think of?
0: Well, clearly by this cover, Dracula. <laughs> Oops. Oh, did, did I jump ahead?
1: Sorry. Yes, Erin was going to give her thoughts because I don't know if she's ever seen this cover before.
2: I just think of a hammer. Thor and a hammer.
1: If I had a hammer. And you know what he could do with that hammer? Put, a, put basically a, a nice stake through a vampire's heart. Nice. So it makes total sense.
0: Nice to stake your acquaintance. Boy, on this cover, the handle of his hammer looks really long like uh you know i don't know uh but this was this was a, yeah this was this kind of a, a savvy one This is from 1983 summertime uh so almost 40 years ago uh but yeah lady sif who we see uh really just most recently in loki uh being played by jamie alex jamie alexander did i just make that name up what's that actress's name
1: uh jason alexander's sister
0: Yes, exactly. I can can see the similarities. Uh, uh, Succumbs to the seduction of Dracula. Can't blame her. Uh, Can our hero defeat the vampire without causing harm to his lady love? So this does say because we were talking about this in a recent episode that yeah, while everybody thinks about his relationship with Jane Foster or whatever, because you see it in the movies, that he and Sif were a thing for a bit. So that's what this seems to imply.
1: Yeah, I think it was before he went to Earth as You know, Dr. Don Blake. Uh, But yeah, uh, I think Gene Colan did the artwork on it. Really cool cover. Um, But the fun part is this is about four issues before Walt Simonson really started his iconic run on Thor, which is really one of the best runs on Thor of all time. So uh, but I thought was neat because Dracula showed up against the X-Men he showed up in all the different comics you wouldn't have expected so i don't know if an asgardian i guess an asgardian can become a vampire so i guess uh we've explained it so the more you know folks that
0: yeah the, the vampire juice flows throughout
1: it's probably a, a, like a future what if story what if thor thor became a vampire that right. would be perfect
0: thor thor pyre when he and he got that sweet widow's pig that's good stuff
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is it for the beginning of the show. But now it's time to check in with our gal pal, our senior news correspondent. So without further delay, Madam Webb, take it away.
2: Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys.
1: Thank you, Madam Webb. Well, Madam Webb, I don't think you've ever been introduced to Erin, but be kind. She is not a threat to you. She is part of the family. She's like uh, a niece. So embrace her and don't poison her. Soda that she's drinking.
0: Okay, pay attention to my hands. Family. Got it? Thank you. Thank you, Dom. Like, was that just like Vin Diesel? Yes, exactly.
1: Dumb okay. movies.
2: How old do A you guys think I am?
0: Does she, is she like Captain
1: Marvel? It looks like someone's disappointed. A grand niece? I don't know. You know, right. maybe. Right. Great grandniece. I mean, maybe yeah. your parents had you when they were very, very old. You know, like you, like you were the <laughs> sure. surprise child. Uh, <laughs> oh, my I'm, goodness.
2: I'm in pre menopause.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, oh.
2: well,
1: like, you know.
0: That's okay. Madam Webb is in post post
1: menopause, if I'm not mistaken. Excellent. She, yeah, she's. Yes, yes, uh, she's created a new new name for it, and we just don't even want to talk about that. Kind of, kind of, kind of sketchy. Uh, yeah. So we start off with the news this week. We start off with um, a, a deep look at the newest addition to Disney Plus. I believe it's going to be our, our our next thing with Star Wars coming to Disney Plus, and that's Star Wars Visions. Uh, we talked about this before, uh, but now we have a better look of kind of who the creators of the series are and what it will entail. It comes out in September, and it's all about. Um, An anime vision, Japanese uh, perspective on Star Wars, which quite, all, all, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because George Lucas created Star Wars from uh, inspiration from Akira Kurosawa's films. Yeah, exactly so it right, makes right. total, I mean, like, and then the Ronin are kind of like uh, the Jedi in a way, uh, even the way the Jedi's dress uh, has a very Japanese look with the robes. So this makes total sense. There's been uh, star Wars anime before there's, I think you've even seen it. I don't know. or Sorry. Uh, there's been uh, manga before. And then right. I don't know if you guys have seen the, it was like a YouTube clip or somebody made it like a short where it was almost like an anime take on a new hope. And it was really cool looking, very beautiful, very neat. So I think this is pretty cool that this is coming out. Uh, the diff- It's going to have, I think, seven parts. And I think these are just shorts. Um, but they are going to tell interesting different stories. Um, and they've actually, I don't know if you saw this as well, they announced that there is going to be books that are coming out of this. But this is not canon, so I'm just totally confused. Uh, okay, this is okay. on the screen to Disney Plus. They're doing this, plus they're saying books are coming, but this isn't canon. So to me, it's like, is this just the, Are they creating the new EU, which is just like great? Well,
0: two two things I'll chime in, and, and, and again, you know, I I know from working with Mark on, on Holocron and, and kind of how Star Wars crafts all of their canon is that um, there are things on Disney Plus that have been dropped there that are not canon. They have their Classics, or they they have a subhead where it's they brought back animated stuff like the droids cartoon, or the Ewoks, or the original Clone Wars shorts from the early two thousands that your, your your guy Gennady Tartakowski and, and the stuff that he did, and they pulled out from uh, the Star Wars a- holiday special the 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 animated introduction of Boba Fett, so all not canon. And They have not become canon, um, so I could kind of see where they're going with this. But you know, are they creating another EU? I time will tell. You know, Aaron famously, I know you're not a Star Wars person, but when when Disney, you know, that's
2: not true.
1: Okay, Ooh. whoa, break it down. Controversy, controversy. The I only just only uh, thing
2: I ever said was I hated those middle three movies, and I wasn't that into. Oh, the
1: middle three, so the original trilogy, just, the prequels. No, 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 so You're no. talking about the prequels. The
2: prequels when they came out in order. Right. So
1: the prequels, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
2: This is that Jar Jar Binks okay. stuff. I was like, I can't deal with this. This is dumb.
1: No,
0: no. I said, t- well, you know, kick it then. What do you think about this then?
2: I don't know. Ah, I knew it. <laughs>
0: Love I, love, I it. love it. I love it. That is, that was a big build up to a farm church. Right I here. actually, Thanks,
2: I actually haven't given it a lot of thought. I mean, I will now that we're talking about Go it, ahead. but I, I hadn't, it hasn't been on my radar forever.
0: Right. Well, I mean, but yeah, the EU was was considered every story that was kind of prior to 2014 in print or in comics or whatever that was not on the screen. And Disney said, "Look, it's going to be stuff that's been on screen. It's going to be just this Clone Wars cartoon, and everything else is is going in the bin, and we're just starting fresh." Which totally makes sense because if they had to try to wrangle all this contradictory storytelling over the preceding, you know, 25 years, it would have been, you know, it would would have been a, a shit show to, to beat the band.
2: So I really like um, when Disney got a hold of Star Trek, I, I or sorry, Star Wars, wrong podcast. I thought it was the best thing that could have happened to it. I've been saying for a while, you know, George Lucas should leave because the last really great film was The Empire Strikes Back. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad i glad I really liked The Mandalorian, except that one part that I'm not going to mention that you guys know I have an issue with, so... And that's just casting.
0: Yes, that's uh, exactly right. right got right, right. it. Got so, it. So, yeah. I, I, to circle back, I, I'm with Todd, which happens every once in a while. That that uh, anything that's going to be a, a tonal shift or a new format or a different story that goes outside of the Skywalker saga, which we just really want to see move on from, I'm I'm all about. So, th- so this is cool. And do we get do we get information about this about the when? Uh, yeah, it's in September. Oh, okay. Oh, very good. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you you go. All of, all of yeah. I see it now. Yeah, on Wednesday, yeah. September 22. All right, cool. I like it. Disney is that. Uh, yeah, Wednesday is the new Disney Plus day. That's when they've
1: decided <laughs> they want they want their yes out
0: midweek.
2: That's weird. No, yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think they, they should. Everybody else says that on Friday.
1: But- yeah, they found out Loki did it differently, and apparently that Loki had the, like, the biggest ratings, so they're shifting to Wednesday, right. um, which I guess, you know, people have something to talk about during the week. They like that. I don't, I don't know, but it's if you're at work and you can't watch it until you come home, maybe that's a problem, too. I guess we'll have to wait and see if they stick with that. But last uh, note on the, the EU stuff, but this is created now charlie that was my only thing it's like this is created now versus the old stuff so it's like it's just a very weird take because i I just think think this opens the door and i'm perfectly fine if they want to then incorporate any of these ideas in future um stories which they have with Thrawn and different things like that they pick and choose and i'm perfectly fine with that i don't think there should be a line in the sand but it's just an odd one where they have the high republic they're going hole in the hog on high republic being canon
0: right which is not even on
1: the screen yet so very weird.
0: I I agree, and it'll be something to obviously keep an eyeball on. So anyway, uh, moving on to something that is going to be entirely about Todd talking about it himself. Go ahead. I
1: guess I guess so. Um, the Witcher uh, is one of my favorite video games. Witcher three. I really didn't really like I the first one. Love need to get back it back to the too. second one.
2: I'm not. A oh. video no
0: high five. I'm standing alone. Go ahead. Enjoy. High five. Enjoy
2: okay, so I'm not a video game person. I do not like playing games with other people. I want to play open-worlded role-playing games alone. I don't want it mm-hmm. online. No, thank you. I love The Witcher. I love The Witcher so much. I bought um, both for the last game. I bought both expansion packs. Um, yes. And the one is huge. It took me forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never beat the game because I didn't want it to end. So I just stopped.
1: <sighs> so did you... So Sorry, tangent, really quick. So Witcher 3, so you played both of the expansions but you never beat the main the main storyline yes okay oh wow oh wow oh all i can say is I
2: just did the same thing with luigi's haunted mansion on my switch
1: okay i just i'll be like oh i love Uh, this game i
2: don't want it to end i'm just playing at the end
1: you don't want Luigi to die at the end because, you know, you've ended it and you turn off the switch. He's, his no, soul is gone. It's, like, yes. it's
2: it's too much closer for me to end got it. the video I got game. I it. So I always too, end up quitting Too much
1: closure. My wife does the same thing for some TV shows. She's like, I don't want the show to end, so I'm not going to watch the last one. I'm like, it kills me. But I get it. I, like I get it. it. Um, own- so, yeah, Love Witcher 3. Uh, the first season came out in December 2019. I really enjoyed it. That is based on the books, not based on the game. Yeah. And you which can, is interesting. You can, you can yeah. tell. Absolutely. It's a little bit different. It takes different standpoints in the story, but it takes parts from the the games as well, which I think are part of. It's weird. Yeah. Like, it's like part of the game, part of the story, but it's really, I really enjoyed it. Um, not everybody did. I totally get that. Henry Cavill, he's a very handsome witcher. Uh,
2: every, You know what? <laughs> I heard that going into it because I'm like, oh my God, he's beautiful. Like, how is this going to work? Mm-hmm.
1: He did a great
2: job. You could tell he's a oh, fan, yeah. he's a fan.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. He he got he he built a PC and people just wanted to watch him do it. Um it's like it's like The Ghost, you know, where they do the sculpture. He's building a PC. It's very 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 sexy. Um but we did get a trailer for season 2. It's coming out December 17th. So I'm 2 excited. years later, which which is just so long, but it looks really cool and we get some story beats dropped. We're going to have more with Ciri. She's such a big part of The Witcher and now we're going to see more of her uh, actually with Geralt, which is great. And, uh, then, uh, which I, I just, I just think it's awesome. They actually had a Witcher con, which I thought was so cool. And it was on Netflix. It was streaming. It was three hours long. I love it. Um, and just Aaron, just for something that I was not aware of, but they are actually going to put out a special content for the Witcher, uh, Witcher three, which will incorporate, uh, some, uh, imagery from the actual series where you can play as a skin of Henry Cavill as Geralt, which is very cool.
2: Oh, yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. And then we also are... Well, hey, who wouldn't want to look like him? He's very sexy. Um, We are also getting an anime on Netflix, which is a side story, uh, which is very cool. But this is not the one I was waiting for, which is actually a kind of a prequel telling how The Witchers were created, kind of the origin of The Witchers. And Michelle Yeoh is going to be in that. So, And it's going to be a six-part anime. So I really like the fact that they're doing different media different ways to tell stories of the Witcher. Um, And and I just love it. They're just building the mythology.
2: You're making me feel very conflicted right now. I mean, you say (laughs) actors' names that I like, and then you say words like anime. So I'm having a lot of highs and lows with this one.
1: Um, My son is an anime fan. I am not a huge anime fan, but I've come to enjoy some anime. Um, and I kind of just tolerate some of the things I don't like about anime. So it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. I can't do it yeah it's it's a tough one it's a definitely a different thing it's very cultural as we talked about earlier and we won't mention what we're going to talk about because that's for people that are into a different part of anime Oh (laughs) so we won't go on to that yeah yeah exactly uh kids you can find it if you want to on the internet uh but yeah this is really fun it's it's once again building more stories about the series that i love so much i really need to play witcher 2 because i've heard it's excellent as well and i do want to get around and read the books so we'll see if that happens though
0: Rockin' with docking. All right. Well, glad you guys enjoyed that. Um, I'll segue into this next one now. Uh, have we all seen the, uh, the the Chris Pratt's the Tomorrow War over on Amazon?
2: No, I did because of Chris Pratt's in it, I won't watch it. No.
0: Nope. Ooh. Oh, ooh. Like, see, I told you she was a spitfire. You and know, most, it's just some most people, people are you about just him.
2: there's there's nothing in particular you don't like about them. You just hate their face.
0: Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Okay. Yeah. No. Well. No. It's this more specific. I hate a lot of things about him, but I do hate his I can't, face. I,
2: can't, I uh, hate Chris Pratt's face.
0: Can't. I. I understand. But anyway, this Andy one,
1: McDowell for me.
0: Oh, you're right. There is something. Oh, I don't know
1: something about her. About her.
2: Uh, oh know. my god. But anyway, the uh, the accent.
0: Oh yeah. No, yeah. Her
2: face. But at at
0: at any rate, uh, this film, which oh, was. Uh, done by Paramount, uh, was scheduled for the big screen, was uh, scooped up by Amazon in the spring for $200 million. Yeah, Chris Pratt says, there's a reason Amazon paid a gajillion dollars to buy this film. The reason is Jeff Bezos loves Aliens, and it's the best movie you'll see this year, which I assume he said very tongue-in-cheek. Uh, I enjoyed it. I was talking with my friend Brian about it yesterday, and it's it's very paint-by-the-numbers. Uh, there's nothing super surprising about it. But a sequel has been... Greenlit, and I know I shared this on the group earlier this week, but I'm I'm still scratching my head, saying, uh, "How are they making money with this deal?"
1: Amazon Prime subscriptions, Charlie. Really. Yeah, is I mean, to
0: it's going to profit over two hundred million dollars sequel, or, okay, or Whatever it is, but you pay
2: set. what, um, hundred and hundred hundred
0: twenty dollars a, a year. Yeah, okay. yeah.
2: And how many people are Amazon Prime subscribers?
0: Every Person on Earth, it- 156 million worldwide. So I
2: mean, it's so, for them, it's a drop in the bucket.
0: Yeah, yep. true, true. Okay, okay. Well, you know, my meager, my me- my meager math skills, math skills
1: having betrayed. I don't think there is a way, like on Netflix, to well, Netflix you can buy like Blu-rays of Stranger Things. So I was thinking, I don't know if enough. They sell their own like content. Um, I know that's something where Disney Plus is saying that their content will not be on media so i don't even know if you can watch this if you weren't a prime member like you couldn't rent it so i don't know
2: i'm watching a show right. on amazon prime right now and it's a it's wonderful i love it
0: oh you you mentioned it a couple of times i'm so gonna what, talk what, what it about
2: again? it when i talk about what i'm watching
0: oh never mind so anyway um i'm sure the sequel will also be a lot of
1: paint by numbers fun so
0: obviously i'm in you know i'm gonna check it out i'm curious charlie
1: there is a pitch meeting about it too just in oh. case
0: you know what, what, you know, there was probably a pitch meeting about the last supper uh, <laughs> at some point. So, so yes, I'm going to look for it. Yeah. That guy's done a pitch meeting on anything under the sun. He's doing a pitch meeting about us recording this right now.
1: He's, I hope he's so.
0: Eyes and ears everywhere. So anyway, I'm on board. Be happy to say, I assume this is a couple of years down the road. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, if you like dumb time travel and realize time travel never makes sense, never try to make it make sense. Uh, You know, the rules are always iffy and willy nilly, but you know, as long as you go and you're saying anything that happens probably makes sense in that universe, then you have no troubles. It's dumb fun or dumb science, actually.
0: Dumb, dumb fun with science. Yes. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, cool. Moving on, Todd, what else we got?
1: Oh, yes. So we finally, the one of the things I've been really excited about is Marvel animation on Disney+. and We're finally getting it. Uh, We're getting What If um, coming to us in August. This is very exciting. Uh, We've been waiting for a release date, and we got a revised trailer, uh, which is giving us more details about just kind of this mix up of What Ifs, Uh, The Watcher, watches he's not supposed to interfere about these different alternate realities almost like the multiverses and what could happen in those multiverses Um, and Yes.
0: Howard the Duck. Oh, Marble
1: Zombies, Peggy Carter's Captain Britain, Tony Stark-, Stark being saved by Eric Killmonger, which is very interesting. Uh, and the T'Challa being Peter Quill. I mean, just think about all these different things. And Aaron, this is based off a comic book series, which is really fun. It was just, what if? And they just, like, the writers got to have, they, it was almost like picked out like a bag of like topics, and they just picked out, what if Thor was a woman? And that's, what, that's how they came up with their topics. And then they told one story, one shot, and it was over. Sometimes they revisited it, but um, now this is kind of taking that same mindset to... I think this is primarily the MCU, but I don't think so. Marvel zombies are not in the MCU yet. So this is a, a new take on it. So uh, the animation style is an interesting animation style, which I really like. It's almost... Photorealistic to an extent, with some um, animated uh, flair to it. Right, um, right. it's kind CGI, like, yeah. uh,
0: like uh, Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse, right?
1: Kind of a little bit like that, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it looks really interesting, and just I, I I'm all in on this. Um, it looks really cool. Um, Aaron, did you did you get a chance to check this out?
2: I read. I looked at the article, like just
1: okay. just now. Okay, good answer. Howard the <laughs> Duck, answer.
2: and got excited, and then Charlie said, "Howard the Duck."
0: Aaron and I uh, sing quite frequently on our show. As a matter of fact, today's episode was all about uh, – 90s. What, what were some of the wh- – Yeah, what were some of the selections we sang about oh, today?
2: Oh, all the Black Box songs. Strike It Up. Oh up. that oh
1: yeah
0: <laughs>
1: Was that Martha Wash or was it not really Martha Wash but somebody pretending to be Martha Wash No
2: that was
0: that was uh CNC Music Factory wasn't it But
1: I thought Martha Wash was also in Black Box and like somebody was posing as her or they used Martha Wash's face What oh, this was CNC Music Factory the woman in the video was not actually the person who sang it, it was Martha Wash we, who we I apparently
2: We weren't doing that though we did Black uh,
0: Box We There's are c absol- for us we are off the reservation with this. So anyway, woo. But uh, yeah, What If has been one of my favorite series absolutely forever. Um, and it's great. It's, it's your one and done. Like, What If, such and such, this and that. And they're generally one shots. So these are going to be generally one shots, I believe. And then, uh, yeah. And yeah. So the train keeps rolling. So I'm definitely fired up about this. Have been since it was announced.
1: Yeah. more to come? Uh, probably. 22 minute long uh, and maybe we'll get in a second season of this because it just seems to make sense that there's ultimate, there's so many stories that could tell. I think this could be a, uh, a series they could go back to and just have a lot of fun with it.
0: Absolutely. All right, cool. All right. So take us home with some facts and figures, Todd, what do we got?
1: Yes. So this is kind of interesting. It's more of a business story, but also is a feel good story because Charlie, you and I've been doing this podcast for seven years and we've kind of felt the gloom and doom about the comic book industry. We always kind of felt like maybe it's dying on the vine. Comic book shops are closing. Um, You know, we had uh, distributors change and, and with the, with COVID a lot of shops closed and probably a lot of more shops will close because of lack of business. But um, we're finding out now that, um, 2019 had a record-setting year of 1.21 billion dollars in sales, um, but 2020 actually did bigger than that 1.28 billion, a six percent increase. And what they're saying is, um, single issues were down by almost twenty percent, but graphic novel sales increased by nine point one percent. Graphic novels sell for more. And they're available in different places, in more places than single issues. Um, So I don't know if this is going to be a good thing for comic book stores or not. Um, But at this point, um, bookstores are the biggest part of the market right now is 645 million, comic book shops at 440 million. So um, I think this is good news um, because I think graphic novels are a way to get people into comics rather than having to come and get single issues. You can get a whole story in a collection I think it's better for the industry because it has more stability than single issues because you hear about that. Like if issue three didn't sell, then you might not get an issue four. You don't get a full series. So I think I'd like to see more comic companies just basically saying, we're not releasing single issues. We're just doing a collection of a story. So artists get to tell their whole story. Artists get to tell their whole story. And essentially, it's not that much more expensive. A single comic is four, four bucks. A graphic novel is 20 bucks usually, and you get a whole story. So I think this is a better, better look. I don't know if comic book companies or comic book stores would love this, but people buy graphic novels at comic book stores. and It means that the inventory would be less turning, turning less. They'd be stuck with, you know, a, an issue that doesn't sell well. So I think this is a positive. Um, so Aaron, I'll ask you, um, do you ever go to a comic book shop? Is that something you're interested in at all? So I'll very, do a follow up question. I'm
2: very happy for all of you.
1: Oh, would you ever would you were, ever think we're of happy that you're happy? Yeah. Oh, I mean, do you even know where there's a comic book shop where you live?
2: Yeah, I know there is. I live in a city though. So
1: Okay. Yeah, because I mean that's some thing. It's like a comic book because you have to go to a specific place versus like, I'm going to Target to buy something. I mean, I I don't have to go to a, a, a shoe store. If I don't want to, I can go to target and get shoes there, even though they might be the quality, but there's very few like single purpose stores and comic books are just one of those things where it's kind of what the only thing you can go for. So in a lot of small towns, like where I grew up, I didn't have a comic book store, Charlie, you had one, uh, but I lived in the boonies. So I relied on like Revco pharmacy to buy comic books. So, yeah. So a lot of people aren't even aware if there's a comic book in their town, a comic store in their town. It's just one of those things that's, it's a hard sell, and it seems like it's more of a, a thing people do because they love it versus being a great business opportunity.
0: True that. Indeed. So, yeah, that's that, – Yeah, I uh, I was gonna say I will not change. You know, the brick and mortar piece I do. You know, because I enjoy collectibles and those aren't going to be digital. That that will still be something that like we were in a shop just today because we we had lunch out. There was a shop next door. I was shopping uh, for my son's birthday, which is this week, uh, and so you know we found like a T-shirt and a graphic novel for him to read. But you know, as far as myself, that's not not necessarily a place that I'm going to be going to, to to look for that kind of stuff. But you always have to remember that people are going to enjoy things differently and that's that is the spice of life
1: absolutely so folks if you want to open a comic store please do it don't listen to me if you love it can make money off it I wish you success oh well now it's time Charlie for us to go over to our favorite establishment where you can get our drink on and our dirt on and that's the geek easy
2: talk nerdy to me talk nerdy to me
1: we're sitting in the Geek Easy, the cover band's playing. Drinks are pouring, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So, Aaron, you are kicking us off this week. What is getting your nerd on with?
2: I am so watching oh well. a show on Amazon Prime called Clarkson's Farm. And I'm watching Loki. But I'm more watching Clarkson's Farm. I'm on my second watch through of it. I love this show. I love I keep telling everyone to watch it. Um, so it's jeremy clarkson um i don't know if you're into top gear um, mm-hmm. he's the guy and what he decides to do with all of his wealth is start running a farm that he already owned but he knows nothing about farming
1: <laughs> nice. makes sense
2: so he's just basically learning about how hard it is to farm it's like the wettest season they've ever had in britain so everything goes wrong you know, they keep telling him government regulations, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's it's just awesome. And he has a really funny um, sense of humor the whole time. There's some great characters he meets on the farm, and he drives some really cool stuff like a Lamborghini tractor. Of course he would. Yes, of course. So that's um, what I've been watching and Loki, which I don't I'm enjoying it. I, I watched it all. Is that the end of the season? Or is there more? One one
0: episode, one, one episode left. Yeah. This okay. I
2: left. watched all the ones that they have on Disney Plus.
1: Okay. That's what you're you're up to speed then. You're up to five just finished and yeah, six will be out Wednesday. And, I do have a follow-up though for Clarkson's Farm though. Yeah. So I am a big fan of Top Gear. Yeah. Jeremy too. Clarkson is not known to be a nice guy. He is kind of reviled for being very rude. He's, he's he's basically yells at his staff. He's kind of not a nice guy, but he's very charming.
2: Yes. So he's not exactly like this on the show. He's more just genuinely funny. Like, um, for example, there's a guy that has worked on this farm since way before he owned it that he just helps out and he builds the fences and stuff. He cannot understand a word this guy says. And in fairness, I can't either. But Jeremy will just be like, Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And he'll laugh. And this guy really thinks he understands him and he doesn't have a clue what this guy's saying. So he's not rude and mean to people like you would expect from Top Gear. Maybe it's because it's his home and his community, but he is funny.
1: You should put like subtitles on. Maybe it's like the like Brad Pitt when he played like the Pikey from uh <laughs> from what was it? Uh, Snatch, where it's like oh, right. even even British people can't understand them because they're like what are you saying? There's Nobody a knows.
2: um there's a guy on it named Caleb who's like 21 and he knows everything about farming and Jeremy hires him to help him out. And this kid Caleb is rude and abusive to him like you would expect him to be on top gear.
1: Perfect. And he, Love it. And he nice. just puts That's up good. with it. Because he's probably like, I need you, because I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my god, this right.
2: kid. And this kid, like, <laughs> wants. Please,
1: please save me.
2: He's all upset because it's the pandemic, and he can't go get a perm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was, that was, without a doubt, my biggest experience.
1: I know the feeling, yeah. I had a perm in high school, junior high when I had a mullet. <laughs> can you please
2: send us a picture of that in private chat?
1: I've got one of my dad's helping me learn how to shave, and you can see them all in the back.
2: Yeah. Oh, can you, totally can you awesome. put that in our group chat, please?
1: Uh, I'm not going to send it digitally. Well, I gotta find it. I, I will. I will find a way to save it so it cannot be used and abused against my uh, desires and wishes.
2: OneTimeSecret.com. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's for my fans only page actually. Oh,
2: oh, oh, only only fans.
1: fans. Yeah, only fans. I am no, doing that, fans only.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's 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 better and it's it's more disgusting.
1: I, I can't be sued. Well, let's get back to Loki. Uh, so um, we've all watched then, which is great. Right. Um, so we didn't have an episode last week, Charlie, uh, we were just taking a break. Uh, we weren't on a break like, uh, Ross and we're Rachel
0: on a break. No, we were exactly.
1: Not. Yes. Yes. Um, so we, we really caught up. So basically we're now at this point, spoilers, um, going forward where, you know, the, 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 the cliffhanger from last week, Loki was pruned, uh, and so was Mobius. And then we think Loki's dead, but he's not really, which was, was a weird part of that mid credits thing. It's like, they could have not had the mid credits and just had them wake up. Then. It just seems like that was kind of like a, a, a kind of a silly one. But yeah, we're work of that. Well, now we're basically we find this place that essentially where the variants go because there's still a little bit of them left even after pruning, where they kind of live in this limbo area, and it's full of Loki's. It's full of Thanos copters. Yeah, um, yeah
2: that was weird. And there was like that alligator or something.
1: Yeah. And somebody even pointed this out there. You know that uh, aircraft carrier that fell down? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That aircraft carrier apparently disappeared in real life history, which was part of the Philadelphia experiment. So
0: right. I love well, it. was, uh, I think it was. the a- Fitzgerald. Was it th- the U.S.S. F- Fitzgerald? I think it was a destroyer, not an aircraft carrier. Okay,
1: sure. But but, anyway. but that, I liked how they threw that in too. Cause like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like that, that, that mystery. And then yeah, right. we get all these Lokis. We get a, 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 a black Loki. We get the old Loki in the classic suit from like the nineteen sixties.
0: Yeah, Richard E. Grant, actor
1: Richard E. Grant, that was awesome. Yep, yeah, we get kid Loki, and then we get alligator Loki, and they are just having a good time. What are we seeing here?
2: That, that's the picture of you shaving with a mullet.
1: Oh, it's absolutely spot on. It looks yeah, like yeah, more yeah. like Anakin's uh, rat tail. Oh yeah, I was going
0: <laughs> to say proportionally, that is what his body looks like. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm all, I'm ninety percent head. Right. <laughs> but yeah i mean so we're getting this this we're getting this just really fun episode where um we're finally getting down the brass tacks Sophie joins him and uh, we're finally going to go to the point where we are going to finally see what's making the time masters tick and where everything is at so um what did you guys think are you happy where this where this is going
2: i don't understand what's happening
0: what's going on yes that's right. Well, and I, I'm kind of with What's you because I What's the
2: cloud was... thing?
1: Well, A they... guard dog?
0: Sure. I, it's the, it's um, a smoke
1: monster from Lost. I don't I, know.
0: I, we've used that one before over on a show with Mark, but- Yes. Um, I have to rewatch this last episode because I- um, was I, I watched this in the middle of the day on Wednesday, he was which drunk. I usually watch it earlier.
2: He was drunk. And, and I sleep.
0: was drunk. No, I was drunk and I hadn't slept yeah. great the night before. So I was nodding <laughs> off. So I missed a
1: lot. So
2: he's, I'm He's lying. I'm actually, he never, He I never watched it. Watched it.
1: I did, no, you didn't watch I didn't. again, Charlie, because you watch everything like three times. I
0: It's been it's it's been a challenging week, but I, I'm, cons- I'm going to watch it again. And I, I may even do a straight crank through before, you know, Wednesday's episode so that I'm like, 100 percent. So many six episodes, you can blast right through it and, yeah. and like it ain't no thing. Um, So, yeah, but I mean, this series has been built up to be like, oh, this is going to be the the most impactful and it's going to it's going to drive the the narrative into the next, uh, you know, the next series of everything. So so they're really building up episode six to be something like absolutely mind blowing. So we shall see.
1: Yeah, I mean, this one's going to be the one that really opens up the multiverse. That's what's right. where it's going to be, because we talked about the divergent timelines. That's where we're going with Doctor Strange. So I think that's really where it's going to open things up, which is going to be interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're just right now, we don't know what's going to happen. I did see someone showed a panel of a comic that talked about the Time Masters, or sorry, Time, yeah, Time Masters. I'm thinking of t- Time Lords with Doctor Who. Sorry, Time Masters. And they show a panel where Kang discovers a dead Immortus who is the Time Master with the TVA? So we Ooh. could do a flim-flam where it's a dead Kang, which could be right. something else. And and Aaron, Kang is just this weird guy that kind of messes up the timelines know, in the comics. I know who Kang no. is. He's on Star. Oh, you do?
2: He's on Star Trek.
1: Ah, ah that, that Kang. Th- He's also in The Simpsons.
0: Yeah, The Simpsons. That's that. That's yeah. the one. That's the one I'm thinking about.
1: Yeah. Well, very good, but so, yeah, so we don't know where this is going to go, but we think this is going to go in a unique way, Uh, but yeah, we have one episode left, one thing that was left out, though, that they were planning to do, they originally were going to have a Thor, Thor, frog,
0: frog, beat
1: beat on, beat on Loki, but it got left on the cutting room, Thor, I'm like, man, that would have been awesome. Yeah,
0: I know, missed opportunity all the live long day, bad scene,
1: man. Yes, yes. So we'll talk more about Loki next week. Um, But at this point, I wanted to talk about something I am really enjoying, Mythic Quest, on Apple TV. Season 2 is done now, but I'm not completely done with it. Um, Season 1, they have this one standalone episode, which you you kind of was hard to understand why they did it. But it was more talking about the history... Of the company, and it was hard to put together, but it was it was a great episode, just a standalone. Jake was it Jake Johnson? He's the he's the guy that's on New Girl, but it was also in uh, Peter Parker under the Spider Verse, or he was Peter Parker in, in the Spider Verse. Jake Johnson is that what his name is? Okay, so he was in that really great standalone episode. Just you could just watch that episode and just not watch any more of this the series, and you'd be perfectly fine they did the same thing with season six and this is uh, season two and it's called C episode six backstory. And it takes one of the characters that doesn't get a lot of screen time. It's F Marie Abraham. He's just this crazy. He's the writer for the video game, just crazy weird. Always talks about going to Thailand and having sex adventures. And he's very inappropriate. He's an old guy. Uh, and this was his backstory. It started in the sixties and he was basically a young Wannabe sci-fi writer for a uh, copywriter, Uh, he was hired to basically edit, and eventually he could pitch his story to the publisher. Um, Along the way, at this publisher, there was Ursula K. Le Guin, Isaac Asimov, and also oh, I'm forgetting there was another famous writer that were there at the time. So it was very, very much in in that era of sci-fi that was really emergent, very exciting. No, I can't remember. It was. yeah, I can't remember who it was, but um, it was really fun. It was just, and it was about these three writers. Uh, CW, um, I'm blanking on his last name. He was the, he's the writer uh, for Mythic Quest, but it's telling his story. Very fun, and it was very engaging, and also very heartbreaking. To a lot, a lot of, a lot of ways, to basically see where he came from and how he came to write for a video game but it was also heartwarming at the end too. So uh, it's just one of these things where I love the fact that they're doing like the standalone episode that really you don't have to watch, but you could watch it as a standalone episode and just really enjoy it. And the fact that you're getting something so heart touching from the guys who made it's always Sunday in Philadelphia. It was really surprising to me. So I, I just really like the show. It's Mythic Quest. It's basically about people that are making a video game, um, but it's not really about the video games itself. It's just like most comedies. You don't really care about the premise. It's the jokes and the stories. So very fun. It's on Apple TV, and season two is completely out now, so you can watch it and enjoy.
2: Oh, can we like cats? Well, and- cats in?
0: Oh, I was going to say th- this one was pawing at me anyway. So I've, you know
2: what we're I locked, keeping it, we're I keeping it my real. Cat out, so you guys keep talking. Oh. I'm going to let the cat yeah. in.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, that's oh. that's one of the exciting parts of our video podcast okay. now is cats can be seen versus just heard or uh, screamed when they or, when they land on you
0: or gest- or gestured against. So well, good. While well, <laughs> while she is uh, while she is catting uh, I will jump in uh, and talk a little bit about uh, what I was watching. Uh, so Todd, did you, did you touch on this in a previous? Uh, no, I, 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 have
1: not yet, but I did see 1994, did not see 78 though. Gotcha. No, this is, um, so
0: this is fun. So this is, uh, it's on Netflix, which, you know, I'm, I'm wary of like, there's a million series everywhere and you got to have this, but every once in a while one will land in April. And I really do enjoy um, the horror slash slasher slash, comedy subgenre, So this is kind of cool. It's a three-part movie series, as it were, because they're, they're feature-length. They're over 90 minutes. Um, basically, we're picking up, and, and we love the fact that th- the first segment of this takes place in 1994. April and I are the same age. We were both getting out of high school, so it's like, oh, they're playing, you know, music by Nirvana, and this, this, and that, and everybody's wearing grungy clothes, and you know, the cars are really shitty, and blah, blah, blah. Um but basically, it's a town, ta- and I love this. It's a town in Ohio, which Ohio is apparently a very idyllic setting. I have complaints
2: for... about this music, by the way.
0: Which music? Oh, in music in nineteen ninety. Do you watch this as well?
2: No, they played the song you were just talking about. I thought you were talking about the song in
1: Black Widow. I was like, oh my gosh. No, you see also this it takes place like, in God. Ohio. Okay, I'm, I'm so I'm so confused. Oh, that's right. It did did appear in it Ohio. Ohio, yes. Yes.
2: bad music, grungy look. That's... I was like, okay, he okay. Ahead
1: without fair, me. fair. We it was about, you, it was almost the same year, right? Ninety-five. Uh yeah, that's correct. Yeah, black and black yep. set in
0: ninety-five. So anyway, um, yes, uh, I, I'm not going to spoil a ton because I'm going to encourage you to go watch it. But yeah, 1994 setting uh, a, a sleepy hamlet uh, in Ohio where you got you've got the right side of the tracks and the wrong side of the tracks. You got Sunnyvale and was it Shady Shadytown? Shady Town? Shady Shadyvale? side, shady side. Yeah. where uh you know it, you know a, a slasher shows up kills a young girl who is played by uh Maya Hawk who was in Stranger um, Things Stranger Things and is the yes. daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma, is it Uma
1: Thurman She's or? good yeah. Uma no. Oprah Oprah Uma
0: Oprah Uma, exactly. So anyway, uh, what what, good. and then you know ancillary characters, other characters uh, within it start to unravel the mystery of a uh, a you know a, an evil presence that has existed in this town going all the way back to the 1600s. So 1994 uh, jumps back into 1978, which is the last, uh, which is the the prior. Uh, incident that involved the Sarah Fear, the witch Fear Fear Street, and it's it's spelled differently. It's F E F I E R is mm-hmm. Sarah Fear, who is the originating character. But it's spelled Fear Street with an E. But then you think you, everybody's afraid, and so where are you watching pl- this, it's,
2: Charlie?
0: Netflix, it's, on it's on Netflix. Netflix. Okay, yeah.
2: I made. Yeah, so.
0: I may tell you absolutely nothing more about it. Cause I want you to enjoy it, but yeah, uh segment one segments, one and two 94 and 78 are out now segment three. The final segment does come out on Friday. So chat easy, but at the time you're listening to this program, so go and check it out. It's very enjoyable.
1: I like yes. it. Yes. Yeah. 1994 was cool. And this is based off the fear street novels by RL Stein, who made goosebumps. Oh yeah, This is more that. adult series of, books. well, not adult between or whatever. Um, I will tell you though this is a hard R because some of the deaths. Yeah. yeah. All I will say is, um, bread, Charlie. You know, yeah, bread. The consistency of bread versus the human. Yes. Yes. It it was kind of like surprising. Like, Ooh, I did not expect to see that. Yeah. yeah, And it's, and it's, it's weird that it's actually not a TV series. It's just standalone movies that are part one, part two, part three, essentially, but they go backwards in time because the next one is
0: 1666. Right. The origin, the start of everything. So anyway, we'll stop talking about it so that Aaron can jump into it totally fresh.
2: I love the idea of this because I I remember reading Arl Stein books when I was really, really young um so it makes sense that it's going to be really graphic because people who read those books obviously are old now yeah at least middle-aged so
0: they're old they're so old oh my god but anyway yeah that is it for me and uh it's time to move on where are we going
1: oh charlie we're gonna check in with our mutants see how they're doing and we are gonna go to the thunderdome
2: welcome to another edition of
1: Thank you, Tina. The meetings have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, we're doing a topic. It's going to be the Black Widow spoiler cast. Well, folks, uh, if you're made it to this point, if you have not watched the movie, stop your podcast device, walk away, see Black Widow, and come back. But considering it was a huge movie, uh, whether it was in the theaters or at the premiere access, You probably already saw the movie. So we're going to get started. So Charlie and Aaron, Black Widow takes place after the main plot of Civil War when Clinton Company have been arrested, but before the scene when Cap breaks them out of jail. Given the events of the movie, this means that they were probably locked up for a bit longer than we initially believed. So 2016...
0: uh, Yeah, I was going to say, this was pointed out in something that was illustrated uh, in an article that I read. When you're seeing that scene at the end of Civil War, you see Cap walk up out of the shadows and he's like, and everybody's looking back at him. But you see the guards strewn everywhere. I think Natasha is the one who did all the ass kicking there. And Cap's Mm -hmm. just like, dee, 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 dee. Because he's just wearing his jeans and shit. He's not even, he's not even doing the ass kicking. So, yeah, so I, I think that she did the whooping.
1: We shall see, or we will maybe we won't. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of some context to this movie. This is movie what number in the MCU, Charlie? 23? Or tw- no, twenty? maybe. I think 23. 23. Sure. Close enough. My lucky
0: number, 23. Yep,
1: and it's been almost two years since our last Marvel film. Uh, Spider-Man was our last one, uh, Far From Home. So at this point, we have gotten, obviously, the MCU shows on Disney+. Plus, But this one's kind of a lick. We said it's a little bit out of time. Uh, but we'll talk about the, uh, mid credits scene at the very end to talk about where this is going and how this is all mixed together. But, uh, black widow, I mean, really don't need to give you much, except this is kind of a movie that didn't much to basically fill in the holes in kind of more of an origin story, uh, kind of picked us back up. And I think the biggest probably miss was there was no reason this could not have taken place after civil war. Or or something like that. Um, and it's kind of silly because people said she never got her film, but she got it. Um, and essentially now, she says, uh, Scarlett Johansson is saying she is fine with no longer being in the movies, but she'd like to still be involved with Marvel in regards to like behind the scenes producing, which is perfectly fine. So, and this movie kind of does do a handoff to the next era of The Widows. So, we have that as well. So, I think there's a, a you know, the, the beginning the, the end of Black Widow and getting us to the future, as we'll talk about in the future. But beyond that, let's let's just actually talk about what we thought about the movie. We always start with pros, then we go to cons, and then at the end, we'll basically talk about that mid credit scene, and then we'll give our score. So we're going to do round robin. So, uh, Aaron, uh, since you are kind of new to the Marvel movies and Cinematic Universe, um, I want to ask two questions. One question first. How do you feel like, as a standalone movie, do you feel like because um, did you see any Marvel movies before this or was it always, you saw them after this?
2: Okay, so I saw some of them and it had been a long time, but I, I'm i going to be honest, I don't particularly enjoy them. Some of them I've fallen asleep in the theater watching because I was just bored. So um, I, I've seen like, I saw like four or five of them. And I also saw like the Agents of Shield.
0: Ooh, boy, that's that's not a good benchmark.
1: No, no, it's not a great but one. But
2: it's not that's a, It's not in the Disney Plus under the timeline, so I was like, isn't that part of it? And they mention it, so I'm not. There, I'm confused.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of controversy around if that show is not part of the MCU timeline because it was so disconnected. Um so and and, and just in a lot of ways kind of forgotten.
2: So Kevin so,
0: Feige uh, snapped it away. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Feige is the he's the big major domo of of the MCU. One that people contribute, you know, his his vision, his guidance, being what has helped helped the success along of that. So, so yeah, that was not yeah that was not Agents of Shield was part of that.
2: My answer is yes. I think it absolutely is a great standalone film. Um, I, I could I could watch it without knowing much of the backstory about anybody, which I did. Um, consequently, after I watched it, I've watched several of these movies so that I had a little bit more context, um, for little things, but I I haven't really learned anything that I wouldn't have already figured out by watching that. And like, you know, the Avengers movie.
1: Mm -hmm. So,
2: I I mean, it was a great standalone movie, but none of the other ones I watched were
1: Got it. Yeah, I mean, she made her deb- debut. Black Widow made her de- debut in Iron Man two. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then obviously she picked up, became part of the Avengers and all those things. And she was obviously a big part of the Captain America, uh, Civil or uh, um, uh, Winter Soldier oh, storyline. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I actually, yeah. So, I, mean, I
2: have that movie on pause right now. I've watched about ooh. twenty minutes of it.
0: That is that was my favorite until I got to to until Endgame came out. Which Aaron, I know you were not it's, a fan of Endgame. All right, it's
1: it's right up there. Yeah, it's, yeah. Winter Soldier is probably like my number two. Uh, Black Panther is way up there too. Um, but yeah, um, so that's a good one. That's a good one to watch because you do get some more growth with with Natasha. You get to know more about her and kind of her relationships, which we didn't get a lot of because when she's in the Avengers film, there's just so much screen time somebody right. can get as a character. So, um, well, good, good. I'm um, glad to hear that you know it stands alone versus. Is just being something like a lot of people that are not big like comic book fans and things like that that grew up with these characters. It was like, like a, well, I missed out. It
2: wasn't like a comic book movie to me though. No. It was you know there. I mean there were a lot of like it's like an action film.
1: Right. Yeah. Like yeah. the bone identity in a way. Yeah. Right. And you
0: didn't, you didn't have a lot of superhero wing. Right. The only powered character in that was uh, David Harbour's red guardian character. Yeah. Uh, who was, who was really played more for comedic laughs. Cause he's, you know, Absolutely. he's a big chunky bearded, you know, ding dong, but he still had the juice, but yeah, the, but that was about it. Everybody else was just, you know, was, it was just Kung Fu fighting.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't a lot of baggage in this film. It wasn't a lot of, you kind of had a very simple plot line, I didn't, which I, have, I and,
2: disagree with you.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Well,
2: I wouldn't call it simple. It was, I mean, maybe it's as simple, I would say straightforward the way that they laid it out. But I mean, there was a lot of depth to the character and the background and the childhood trauma and, and all of that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I thought, I thought it about, All of that was great. I loved this movie. So I only have a few negative things we'll say later, but.
1: All right. Well, it's good to hear that. So um, anything else you want to touch on the pro side?
2: Oh, absolutely. The costumes. These women are wearing really tight costumes and, you know, they really close up on them like they usually are, but the fabric was super flexible and super breathable. It wasn't vinyl. It wasn't plasticky. You could tell these are threads and these costumes were designed by women so that these women could act and be in these action scenes comfortably without getting body odor or being too sweaty
0: that is a incredibly unique perspective and thank you for that because I would have that that was is so far off my radar I, I i i I can't even speak to it that's but that's a very unique perspective I think
2: yeah, it was really thoughtful like i I know that Scarlett Johansson was an executive producer on this film, um, and, and all the touches that women had to do with this, things like that, that they really stuck out to me. Like, oh, wow, how mm-hmm. thoughtful that is. I mean, there were still a lot of, you know, butt and breast shots, but I mean, we're, it is what it is. The target yeah, but, demographic but- is men, so...
0: Yeah and 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 the female director had the the yeah. obviously the vision yep. to recognize that and that's why it happened.
2: Well, she still wants to, continue yeah, it was inter- to be hired. So of course.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah it was interesting cuz they said the demographics for the people that went to this movie this weekend were heavily male. 58%. Um Talker. so it becomes so it becomes a thing where that's a good thing but also almost like kind of wish there was more female representation at the box office as well because it means you know interested in you know and and i think obviously this the 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 stigma has always been oh no one will go see a woman at the you know as a superhero it just it's it's box office poison obviously wonder woman gal gadot that movie was huge this movie's doing very well at the box office so um i don't think that's a problem anymore it's Um, it's baby
2: steps though you're gonna have a lot more women into this stuff but you know it's it's gonna be a process it's gonna take a while
1: yeah. And sometimes even the nerdy genre, it just, there's a lot of still nerd stink on a lot of comic book films. Oh, I don't like those. Those are beneath me. And uh, yeah, so sometimes people are just like, it's not for me. And, you know, I totally get that. So um, I feel it's the same
2: way about them. They're not for me. I don't have much of an imagination. Yeah. I, I I like Star Trek, but, you know, I'm not that much. I'm not like a comic book nerd at all. Like I said, I don't like anime. I don't read comic books. So it's going to be hard to get women that are like me to go and see this. I mean, I literally saw this so I could do this podcast.
0: Well, look at, and look at us enhancing well, your outlook. And and
2: I'll horizon. be honest with you, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much. I'm glad that you I tried something I watched new. You it. enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: Oxford's usually the one that pushes me to do that because I'm like you, Aaron. I'd rather just watch Star
1: Trek for the fifty-seven thousandth time, and that works for me. Yeah,
0: that works for me. It's what we do. We have a whole podcast based around it. So that's
1: uh, yeah. Okay. And while I was saying this is a simpler movie, it it was just devoid of all the baggage. I think right. so much of what the Marvel films is it's like. You need to do the the Infinity Stones, and you have to know who this guy is. You have to know who this right. guy is, and yes. it's like, and it's like if you don't know all those things, and it's like, well, right. then I'm not really enjoying it. And it's like, does the movie stand alone? If it, or if it didn't have all that stuff, would it just be a okay movie, but it's got Marvel right. on it, so I actually care now. So that's right. that's good to hear. And
2: I can't follow right. these no, other I... movies, you know? I'm like, I don't know who that guy is. He looks like that other guy. They're just, like, hot guys in right. tight clothes. I don't know who the, who's who.
1: That's awful. Yeah. yeah, and 23 movies later, I mean... You should not be required to see 22 movies to enjoy a film. That's a huge investment.
0: Even though the vast majority of them are available, obviously, on Disney Plus, which everybody under the sun has. But again, watching 23 movies is a Herculean task for anyone who started from scratch. But I'm sure people are doing it all the time. So anyway, moving on. Uh, Yes. Yes. So. There was Aaron's pros. We've all really mixed in. I know, Ty, did you have anything anything else
1: to jump out? I really love the supporting cast oh, of this film. Yes. I I thought they were fantastic. Um, you know what? I, I this is kind of a pro and a con. Um I really think is it Florence Pugh? Yes. Yeah. She stole she was the best thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think she showed why. Scarlett Johansson just doesn't have a lot of personality to me. And it kind of, she was kind of the most boring thing in this film to me. And I think Florence Pugh stood her up every, every two seconds. It's like, Oh my God. Or, or molina or, and I just felt like Scarlett Johansson, just, I've never felt like she had a lot of presence. And I think it made a lot of sense uh, to have these really interesting characters with her on that journey because I don't know. Scarlet Witches or Scarlet or sorry, Black Widow has never been like, oh, she's an awesome um, character within the Marvel movies. I thought she's okay. Kind of like Hawkeye is okay, but they never felt like they were the best things in that. They never stood out as much as some of the other characters. Um, and no also also. I'll get all that will be my con. I'll, I'll pause on that, but I love Florence Pugh. I loved all of the, the, the supporting characters. I thought they were fantastic. They added so much life to the screen. Whenever they came on the screen, I was just like, oh, I'm loving this. I'm really engaged with them, so I, I really like that. So I thought that was a fantastic part. Um, let's see, what else did I really like? Um, I did like this. This was more of a simplified movie, even though there were big stakes. Meaning, all of these sleeper agents could potentially impact the governments across the United States,
0: right?
1: Or, and and all the all across the world, they could cause real havoc. But it wasn't a big bad from outer space. It wasn't like a evil supervillain. It was just a guy behind the behind the, the scenes, a Cold War villain, you know, who basically. Uh, used all these manipulative behaviors to really cause havoc and, and kind of be the puppet master. So I enjoyed it. It felt like a, like a, a born identity type of film. And I like when Marvel does it, they kind of make a movie that feels like a genre piece where people can identify and they can just really say, yep, they're going to do some spy stuff. So like, um, uh, I, you know. and
0: I think, I think winter soldier was a good one. for Absolutely. Because, yeah, it was yeah. an absolute spy thriller that you didn't, you know, you, it was revealed later on. Is that, that the one I'm working
2: got- on now? It is, which yes. we're not gonna it talk too much
0: about, but you find out that this thing that you thought was that thing is not this yep. or that. So I'm and actually yeah, enjoying
2: no, the one I paused, the one you are talking about yes. so far. Love
0: that love, love, love that movie. And yeah, these yeah.
1: those these two movies, yeah, I would say this and Winter Soldier are very much like companion pieces. Yeah. In the way absolutely. it's like on the run, kind of right. trying to stay under cover. Um Unco- I really
0: uncovering things that were not meant to be uncovered. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. I, yeah,
1: I mean, and, and
2: I liked the Thor movie Ragnarok. Is rag, Ragnarok? Oh, it's
1: a great whatever. film. That's very, the best that's funny. the best of the Thor films. <laughs> Don't watch the other ones or you'll be disappointed. Oh, okay. Yeah, skip them.
0: Okay. Yeah, no yeah. no more. You know as you know as much about Thor as you need to by the time you get to Ragnarok. Uh,
1: unless you love Loki, which I love Loki. Loki's the best thing of the first two Thor films. Tom, uh, you know, uh, Hemsworth is, is great, but the movies really kind of were a bore, but Loki was always awesome on screen. Uh, but yeah, uh, the other thing I, I liked about this movie was, um, I, I kind of liked the fact that it didn't have to be a completely an origin film. Right. I don't like origin films. Anything didn't think they to do it. They filled in the gaps on her history and it negated the need to do just that part. It, it pulls them in. It gave us those pieces we had always been wondering about because they've talked about these things. Mm -hmm. And it was just enough, but also moving the plot forward. Um, I was worried about this being a mid-quill, as we said, Charlie. But they did the most important thing, which is they did it for a reason, which was introduce new characters, new plot lines going forward. Um, And these characters going forward, we don't know what their fate is yet. So it's not like all like we already know they all died. We don't know. So I think that they did a great job of doing that as well.
0: Right, and you don't know if you know uh, Elena if she, maybe if she disappeared during the snap, or if any of the other ones disappeared during the snap, sure. That's inconsequential, even though in the stinger scene we do we do end up seeing her again. But um, is that it? Is it is it me now? I believe so. Okay. Well, again, the beauty of going last is that all of the stuff has been said. Um, but I really honed in on the fact that. Um, that yeah it, re- it really did set the table uh for other things um and again if you have an affinity for this character you're able to dive in a little bit deeper uh but again introducing new characters yeah I, Yelena Florence Pugh's character is fantastic she's very she is very interesting but in a summer of say it with me family at the at the cinema I'm sorry I can't stop riffing about f nine I mean that is just it's good it's good stuff. Um, this was great. I mean the first part of the film really, really reminded April and I of the TV show the Americans which was uh, which we which was on FX and wrapped up a couple of years ago um, that was they basically had the same plot line, but this was really collapsed down um, and really demonstrated you know the deep seated psychological issues that came with what was executed and it, you know, it is a, any film, any form of entertainment at all that when it makes you reflect upon things in your own life, challenging relationships you might have with your parents, challenging relationships you might have with your siblings. We've all got them. If you've got a parent or a sibling, you have a challenge. You have an, a challenging nature of the relationship without a doubt. Todd, you and I have talked about mine. I've talked about yours. Aaron, you've told me about yours. We all have them. So I, I like to see it when that kind of thing is explored. Um, of course, in a you know in a movie setting, it's it's often wrapped up in a in, in a tidy little bow, um, which this is this is done not exactly to that point, but it is explored in a way that I think is pretty satisfactory, and and you you see the two sister characters, um, obviously Natasha and Elena grow a little bit closer together to serve a common goal but again you also took something that could be potentially very boring the the red room where you know when you see it in the flashback scenes of uh, of age of ultron when she's talking about um
2: that name the red stuff. room kind of bothered me
0: i i understand but this took it and it's like well it just looks like it's a room somewhere and blah. well he turned it into a a uh, Flying Sky Prison.
2: It you sounds know, like the so name that... of a place in a sleazy club.
1: Well, there's the Red Shoe Diaries, which David Duchovny was in, which is a Skinamax series. And that, that was it.
2: before he had to go to that special kind of rehab.
1: Absolutely. Probably didn't help. Yeah.
0: Red Room Rehab. There you go. The three R's.
1: Yeah. I thought the Red Room was going to be like the ballerinas where they're ballerinas, but they're like deadly and things like that. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. But then they talked about, you know, Dracov's like, well, he always keeps it on the move. So clearly the ballerinas or whatever that deal was, that's the way it was, you know, 20 years ago. But now with the innovation of technology, he's got his floating sky palace and he's got them all programmed with his little ring computer access and there's the dust and, and all this different. Different stuff so I like that they were able to take concepts like they were also you know able to take that conversation between Loki uh, and Natasha in the Avengers and say well Clint Barton told me all your dirty secrets you know the hospital fire Sao Paulo uh, Dreykov's daughter which this we this, this logged this this filled in the gaps of Dreykov's daughter and. And obviously, her great regret was that she had to do this thing in order to complete her transition. Budapest,
1: history. Charlie, Budapest. Budapest. Shut, yes,
0: shut, like like the like the W's, like cool whip. Um, and yeah, so this really this really cracked open that nut of this this Damn. desperate part of her past that she's trying to escape that in the end of it she's able to rectify it and, and she's able to save not only the life of that burned up little, you know, girl who's now grown, but then all, all these other girls as well with it with the, the, the red the magic red pixie dust. So there, there's your name of the episode, magic red pixie dust. You're welcome. We should call
2: it. So we'll that's, see. What
0: I, that's, that's what I I, I like.
2: like the red room.
0: The red room. The, 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 the oh my God. All right. So the con factory. We're taking it to the con floor. So it's Aaron's turn. What did you dislike?
2: If I'm going to listen to Don McLean's American Pie, somebody's paying <laughs> someone is paying me ten dollars. So Disney owes me ten dollars. And then they, you know,
0: good luck with that.
2: They owe me five dollars <laughs> for listening to a really bad Nirvana cover.
0: That was tough.
1: That was, that was like, oof, oof, yeah. oof. Yeah. You
0: know, and when we were watching it, because I started watching it again, I got, the, I got the premiere access so I could I could share. You know my, my best friend Miranda, she's a single mom. It's tough for her to get out to the theater with the kids to see something. So I thought, you know what? I know April and I are going to watch this. Miranda uses my at Disney Plus. So I just did this so she and the kids could watch it. Because I thought, there, there, there's my good deed for the week. Um, so we're re-watching it this afternoon. I watched it from I have my the bed
2: the same way.
0: My bed. I did. I so I, I was
2: rewatching it.
0: Yeah. I was rewatching it with the captions, and it gave the name of whoever was doing the cover tune. And I'm like, I don't even have any idea who that You're is. You're
2: like, so, why isn't yeah. she doing like some sort of animal rescue commercial with Sarah McLaughlin and, and go away? And the uh, flannel depression. Of...
0: <laughs> flannel. There, Todd. Now that's the name of the episode.
1: Flannel depression. I'll put it what? in.
0: Write it down. Thank you very much. Flannel depression.
1: Man, the 90s were so edgy. I, how did I survive the 90s? I don't know. You
0: had that mullet. That's true. That was that was your golden key. All right, Aaron, what else you got? Is that it? I know you loved it, so is that it? Oh, there we go. More draw. Oh, there we are again. Todd, Todd with a mullet. Mulletor.
1: And a bad mustache, too. <laughs>
2: That's not a mustache. That's your smile. That's your lovely smile.
1: No, but I did have a bad mustache, yes. though. Right. He was I, he, I, he, I did he,
0: have a mustache. He would show you this picture, but he's afraid what would happen with it after the fact, and I, I don't blame There's
2: him. There's a mustache now. Oh. even better.
0: I love it. I love it. So, Aaron, anything else before we move on to Mr. Axel? No,
2: that was the only thing I I can think of. Oh wow, of. that's pretty.
1: That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah,
2: um, Not bad at all. I wasn't sure about the blue hair. Like, you know, when I was that age. Oh uh, yeah. And that when I was that age that year, if I would have came home with my hair dyed like that, I would have had my ass beat with my own shoe.
1: <laughs> kind of stands out if it kind of you kind of stand out if you're undercover Russian agent right. kid in Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Right. Child I, services would just come to the door and say you your ch-
0: child has blue hair. <laughs> you're a, which is ironic cuz I got a picture from my son 2 days ago that he went and dyed his hair blue. He's Sonic yeah. Charlie. Come on. Okay. He's sonic. okay. He
2: wants to be Got to go fast. That's, that's but, his deal. But it's more acceptable for people to dye their hair now than it was. Oh, then. absolutely.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yes. yeah.
0: And oh my God, it was the fruits of the devil. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think it's like goth talk and <laughs> God, God. Oh, <laughs> God. God. that SNL good. Satan
0: dyed your hair. <laughs> oh, my. Satan,
1: uh, your hair. Absolutely.
0: All right, Todd, what do you got?
1: Well, I did talk about where Scarlett Johansson. I just think. That uh, she was kind of the weak part of this movie, which was was her movie. I just and, and she had some good moments, but I just felt like I I never loved her take on this movie. For I just felt like a standalone
2: perspective, though. Like I have to disagree with you, and and maybe there was something else lacking, and you have that opinion before seeing this. But I I felt like her kind of demure attitude, which you describe a different way, really worked for me. For sure. this character in sure. this role
1: yeah, yeah i just it, scarlett jansen has never been an actress i felt like is a very compelling actor she doesn't control the screen for me at least so i, I get it if people like her that's awesome um okay. i also hate the fact that marvel why does marvel keep doing this they eliminate accents
0: they come, they go, they come. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you you you, te- you go back, and she's having her own flashback to when she you know blew up Dracoff's apartment mm-hmm. or whatever, and she has the accent for a minute.
1: And she spoke a Russian accent for a long, long time. She was part of the. I mean, until she joins Shield, uh, people that have accents for. And I know she's a spy, whatever, but she doesn't have to use that uh, an American accent when she's not being a spy. So that, to me, that's, I hate that they did, the, they did it with Scarlet Witch, too. I just think it's annoying and lame, and it's like, oh, come on. It would make much more sense. I always imagined a, a Black Widow with an accent. All right. Because and, she was always, yeah.
2: Because she's accent Russian. confusion.
0: Accent yes, confusion
1: absolutely. Accent with yeah.
0: flannel depression. Absolutely. That is, that is, you can take Zyrtec for that. So you action. want
2: her to be exactly. like but, Natasha from Rocky and Bullwinkle?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like all the other actors that were in it. Um other than that, I, I was like the little plot holes. Uh, Drakoff, the death of his – well, the, the explosion that impacted his daughter, was it just not confirmed that Dracoff was even there? Yeah, where
2: the hell was he? But-
1: he was in the window. You saw him in the window. Exactly. So it's a freaking explosion destroys the building, flesh and bones everywhere, and it's like he's perfectly fine, no damage whatsoever. His daughter still has a head. I mean, if she was that destroyed, she wouldn't even have a face. I mean, like there'd be nothing there. And I, and I just the, uh,
0: he had the equivalent of the Russian Iron Man
1: suit. I don't. And know. why? Yeah, it was just I, very why weird. Why
2: couldn't he get her a face transplant?
1: Absolutely. So the only thing I could think of is. It's just a plot hole because the writers yeah. made it that way. Right. But um, and I I had imagined what she's what she's in as a cybernetic suit, because even though she can mimic things because of her programming, it does not give her super strength. So that was another thing. Like she's beating up a super soldier and kidding them across the room and things like that. So I must be a cybernetic suit. So maybe the damage did not affect above her neckline. So it's like her head is just attached to the suit. I don't know. It's it's the one thing I'm like, that's a huge plot hole.
2: She's like one of those uh, heads uh, from Futurama.
1: Absolutely. That's what I think happened. But why did he survive it with no damage? I don't know. Um, yeah, and then Black Widow, you know, once again, she has all this intel and everything. She's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, but has no clue that these operations are still going on. Right, Just assumed his sister just walked away and didn't want to see her again. Do
0: your homework next time, Natasha.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so other than that, I mean... Um, it wasn't my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I think The Winter Soldier was a far better film. I'll be better. I'll be better a script. judge of that. Yeah, I, I yeah, just of think of course, of course, far better pacing. Uh, there was a lack of spying, like her using her spy abilities. Like she was found like right away. She had all those identities and things. that didn't use them at all. Um, so I just kind of felt like isn't she
2: supposed to age more slowly?
1: Uh, no, she has no special ability. She's just a human? No, just, this I, has been trained. I read
2: something about this somewhere. The, the Black Widows have no superpowers per se, but they have other genetic modifications so that they, they're um, aging processes slow oh, down. And-
0: hold on, what, I can I can at least tell you because I, I I've never heard that it doesn't mean that it's not the case. But it is mentioned obviously in this film that she was singled out a la the the Jedi Order as having a genetic predisposition to being a super badass or whatever. Yeah, like it was detected. Okay. So yeah, just like yeah, just like the Jedi are like, well, we sensed in the Force that this newborn baby is uh, Force sensitive, so we're going to go steal it. So this is kind of, yeah, kind of that same thing.
1: But yeah, so I felt like this movie really lacked that, like Winter Soldier really had like a really undercover spying and things like that. This, I felt like that movie really lacked it. And it was just like she was found automatically because she had the vials. And then other than that, I didn't really see a lot of that undercover like spy work. Um, So I, I, I felt like the movie... It kind of nailed some parts i i think it just lacked some others so this movie is probably my lower tier marvel movie it just it 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 i i didn't laugh a lot and maybe that's a good thing i liked there's a couple like when the helicopter crashed, i laughed at that i thought that was pretty right. funny um but beyond that i liked i liked some of the other actors but um yeah the movie was okay um it was fun but if i i think this if this was not a marvel movie i've been like that feels like an amazon prime movie to a large extent, like it's it's okay. It's it's nothing great. Um, special effects were fine; they were good. But yeah, um, I oh crap. Aaron's drawing a picture now. Uh, you're not. Oh, f- no, you please. need to go to YouTube to see this. But I can't tell what it is, Aaron. Sorry, you're a little pixelated. Tree picking flowers now. Oh wow, very nice.
2: Oh, outdoor scene. I'll, I'll send it. Oh, I love it, send I
1: love it. I love it. Wearing my flannel and being edgy in 1994. Uh, <laughs> well yeah yeah so I mean yeah uh, uh yeah I, I think i like the fact that we got introduced some new characters I think that was the best part of this if they didn't those characters weren't there I'd be far more down on this movie but they really made it um yeah so right it's yeah so it's yeah,
0: so, yeah, so, the, so the cast the cast was the cast was it was very synergistic. yeah
2: rachel mm-hmm. Rachel whole, did a great job hard. didn't she oh yeah i was I was surprised i saw her in the very beginning and then I was like Oh, they're not going to use her anymore. She's such a huge actress. Wouldn't they utilize her? And then when she came back, I was like, okay, cool.
1: Talk about no, not aging. Right. She know. is not aged. Wow. Yeah, yeah, maybe she...
0: She got that shot where she didn't age anymore. Versus David
1: Harbour, who looked really... (laughs) Talk about a non-flattering role for him, man. Yeah, no (laughs)
0: kidding. All right, well, let me me take us home here. So, uh, again, going last kind of gives you the advantage of uh, not having to repeat all the same beats. But this was something that April and I chuckled about, is that this film suffered from an abundance of convenient plot contrivances. Uh, falling wreckage. Uh, she was on the one thing that fell on the other thing, which is how she was able to turn around and rescue her. You know, rescue uh, her. You know, get it, Drake off and blow up his chopper or whatever. And then falling through the sky, she was able to just you know make herself go fast enough and catch Florence Pugh and make sure that he put the the. The parachute on her, you know, and and she had one vial of the of the stuff left that in the end of it she could throw in the taskmaster's face, and and that ended up working out, and they ended up in the same. Uh, you know, duct where, you know, she knew it was there because she and Hawkeye had hit it out there, you know, 10 years earlier when she was doing things. So just a lot of Kenny, like, oh, it's really, it's good that that happened so that they didn't get hit by a bus or whatever, you know, or the car chase scenes, you know, it was like, well, it was fortunate that she was able to tear the door off and throw it so it could slide and knock over the motorcycle and the, a lot of the, like, final destination kind of stuff, you know what I mean? So that was the biggest piece of it for me, but again, you know, I... You're able to, at least in my regard, forgive a lot of that kind of stuff because it's a movie. So you don't have to get too like, oh, it's just so unrealistic. It's like, come on. You know, Um, and oh, my favorite catch, and I caught it just watching it just now, is that the super big guy who he wrestles, uh, who he arm wrestles, right? the last of the arm wrestlers, Mm -hmm. he does and he breaks his arm, was supposed to be his teammate on the Soviet super soldier team, Ursa Major, the big bear.
1: Oh yeah, okay. his
0: name is Ursa, and then he says, "Oh, you big bear!" At the end
1: of it, so I thought, "Oh, that, that would have been awesome if they did that."
0: Yeah, I thought that. I thought that that was really fun. But since all those guys get uh, swallowed up by an avalanche, we are not going to see that character again. Highly unlikely.
1: What about? No. I, I will say one last con: the fact that, though, that you know, we didn't get uh, the Red Guardian actually having a really cool moment. He just seemed like a big oof and a like a, a joke. Um, kind of disappointing, but it was still, it was still fun.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So now we get to the portion of the program where we get to uh, rate this bad boy
1: from. No, yes. no. We get to talk about this mid credit oh, scene, gotcha. Charlie. Oh, yes, well,
0: Okay. All right, Todd, yeah. go for it.
1: So Aaron, since you probably got up to speed on um, Falcon, the winter soldier, where this character debuted, the, the mid credit, did you watch the end credit scene
2: of which movie?
1: Uh, Black oh, Widow.
0: This movie,
1: yes.
2: I don't remember.
1: So it would have been Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, Show oh, up? Oh
2: yeah, at the Tombstone.
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah, I did. See so that. that character, yeah, that character, Julie Louis Dreyfus, Louis Dreyfus, only showed up for the first time in Falcon the uh and the Winter Soldier. Well, I, was, as, I was
2: confused. Yeah. About this, because yes. Because the the man that killed the Black Widow lady, like. I mean, she made him kill her.
1: Yes. So right. Exactly. Why
2: is this lady so, trying to get the sister to kill she's him?
0: Because sh- She's shady. I think it's. I think it's a trick. Yeah. So
1: that's, so that's we're, we're going to
0: find out. Yeah. In the Hawkeye the, Hawkeye TV series, which is what this is and up
1: Okay. Yeah. This is a weird one because so if you stayed for the end credits, um, it was really the end credits. It wasn't a mid credits. This was the end credits. Yeah, was there was. I had to watch done. the Teamster logo. Yeah, I had to watch the Teamster logo go by. So um, <laughs> to finally watch this, and we get this Contessa that shows up, and she's talking to Yelena in modern times at Black Widow's grave. And essentially, you find out that she's essentially doing jobs for the Contessa, which we found out in The Falcon and Wear Soldier. She's putting together a team. She's talking to Johnny Walker and getting him to be part of the team. So essentially, you've got a secondary player who is putting together people either super-powered or with super-powered ties, um, she's basically creating like an anti-Avengers Thunderbolts or something like that, a team that she can control and do her, what she wants. And essentially, she's feeding uh, Yelena bad intel, basically saying, I want you to take a Hawkeye because he killed your sister, wherein, if you watch Endgame like you did, that's not what happened, as you've said. Right. So right. basically, false information... Leading into the fact that we do now see the Contessa has her tendrils everywhere, building a team. We don't know who else she's recruited, and we don't know what her end goal is. Um, and she's kind of a new character that we're just, you know, really don't know much about. Um, and her end game. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but, it, but basically, this is leading to Aaron the Hawkeye TV series where she is, where uh, Florence Pugh will actually be in show up again. So we assume that's where it's going to be. I don't know if she's going to be the big bad or basically becomes like the heroes meet. They fight. Oh, I didn't kill her. Okay. Let's be friends.
2: Yeah.
0: Guaranteed. Guaranteed. We should be seeing that show. I believe this fall. I think that's going to be the next live action. Oh,
2: so they're um, done filming.
0: MCU show.
2: They're done filming. Uh, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah yeah Yeah. okay
0: yeah so-, so yeah so yeah so it's it, it's again you know a matter of convenience it's a setup that well you know just like in the first Avengers movies, where first Avengers movie where you saw, uh, you know, in the trailer you saw Iron Man and Thor and Captain America fighting, you're like, oh god, they're at odds. It lasted for like ten minutes, and then they're all in the same team. So, so
2: in the kind of the same deal. In the Marvel universe movies, I saw. I, I'm trying to watch the ones that I want to see. There were a couple. I was like, I just can't. Um, the all the Thor, mm-hmm. all the Thor ones, I skipped over. Um, but I'm trying to watch them in order that they are not the one they came out in order of the timeline. So, mm-hmm. so I'm a little bit confused about it. Like, so they're not going to use the agents of shield and they're not going to use all those bad Spider-Man movies they did. But like I saw Spider-Man in the one movie with all the people is that in this, I, I don't understand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the most recent Spider-Man movies, there's been two. So the original Spider-Man uh, homecoming and far from home are part of the MCU uh tony stark is involved in those so those will be part of it but yes the other spider movies you don't have to worry about okay. um you are you are going to have to worry now about the uh mcu tv series on disney plus like captain the Winter soldier because we can, now we've got characters that are showing up in those series that are now going to impact the series which is going to be crazy okay i uh, like wandavision so I that's going to be a little bit more I complex one Good oh very awesome I mean you're gonna see her again in the Doctor Strange movie
2: okay that's gonna make sense because when I saw the when I I'm sorry I'm I don't know much about this when I no that's fine when I saw them all I thought it was um, I thought it was strange to see Wanda in that.
1: No, it was, it they're, what they're trying to do is basically give more characters, more screen time, or stories to tell. And the MCU, because like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was never really part of Kevin Feige's MCU purvey. He, he wasn't in charge of it. So that's why now everything is kind of like canon. And it's if it's on Disney Plus or in the movie theater, it kind of all connects. Um, so the interesting part is uh, this movie was delayed uh, basically a year. So the interesting part is this end credits scene this character was obviously announced now, but she actually should have been announced a year ago okay. <laughs> before the Falcon and the War soldiers. This is where it's like, we don't know if this was this was filmed before or after because everything's kind of out of order because of the COVID situation. So it's kind of a weird weird situation where we don't know if this was always planned or if it was an adjustment. So it's kind of an interesting take and we know where they're going next because we've got a TV series now. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yep. that's that's where we end. So we we basically are going to get her, uh, Yelena showing up in uh, the Hawkeye series. We could get these Black Widows showing up in future, uh, you know, series, movies, whatever as well. So we're building once again more lore, more world building as Charlie loves world building. Because world building has to happen.
0: Because world building for world building. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Well, good deal. Yes. Well, that uh, that takes us a wrap. But Aaron, I want to toss this back over to you. Because uh, on Code 47, you did talk about a very important upcoming event that does have to do with raising funds for charity. Which, of course, we care very much about. And it relates back to our network.
2: Is that okay? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay. You got yeah. it.
2: Okay, perfect. So... Um, We are emceeing. And when I say we, I mean the Code 47 podcast. So that's going to be me and Charlie and Rich, um, mostly Charlie, because I have other behind the scenes stuff to do. But anyway, we are having a virtual convention. Um, It's going to be primarily focused on Star Trek, but not exclusively. Um, It is a charitable convention, so it's going to be for two animal shelters, a big one in Canada, a big one in the United States, and uh, yeah, we're going to have a cosplay, Star Trek and non-Star Trek, so no matter what your cosplay is, please join. We have uh, over $200 in prizes for the cosplay, and then we have thousands of dollars worth of stuff being auctioned off, artwork. I mean, it's insane what, what we've got in donations so far, so... Definitely check it out. It's going to be really cool, um, and I welcome anybody um, to come. It's free, which is a good price.
0: And it and it's virtual, so you can find it anywhere you look.
2: That's right. And I think is anybody going to
1: cosplay as Jeremy Clarkson?
2: If somebody does, they'll win because I'm one of the judges.
1: Uh, they get
0: bringing it, bringing it right back home.
2: Well, I'll work
1: right. on my British accent.
2: Well, <laughs>
0: all right. Well, that will uh get us up on out of here, Aaron. Thanks for taking the time to uh come across the aisle and be on our main little cast. So that's about it. And I'm gonna tell you as always that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking.
2: Kapla.
1: Be the hero, not the villain.
0: In a truck. Podcast you just listened to is part of the Secret Friends Podcasting Network. Uh, find us over at secretfriendsunite.com for our four awesome shows, Co-op Mode, Code 47, The Holocron Chronicles, and Secret Friends Unite. Please rate and subscribe to us uh, on iTunes and also over on our YouTube channel. Find us over on Twitter at Secret Friends U and find our merch store over at TPublic.